So we can't just be like, well, I hate you. Bye. Like, yeah. And and we wouldn't even want that. Even if we disagree, it's just be like, okay, you're stupid right now. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. More like. Exactly. And that's fair. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies, and welcome back to Herspective, and welcome to this beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. I feel like every time we record on a Saturday morning, it's always like a sunny day. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time that was because it was summer, so yes, but what makes this day, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) good point out, Laura, Um, but what makes this day gorgeous is that it's mid, well, almost mid-November, and it's like, what, 20 degrees this weekend? gorgeous yes something like that's getting up there i mean it's already 12 according to my weather app uh and but just so bright and like nice like it's a bit unusual and like i feel tricked by this yeah like it's almost it's almost mean mother nature it is because it's like we know you're teasing this is certainly not going to stay for long so but it still is nice to have especially on like the weekends you know when it's like so nice during the week and you're stuck at work so at least we can enjoy yeah, definitely it. i'm just scared for next week if it's going to be like blizzard or minus 20 or something like i'm too scared to look i've been too scared to look at a lot of things yeah. lately like too scared to check on the election even though i know i'm very well aware that i'm a canadian I just I do feel this like sense of anxiety about it. Maybe because I'm just like vibing with, um, well, from the looks of it, half of the American population, like just on the edge of their seat, like praying, hoping that Biden wins and Trump is gone. Um, and we definitely won't like get into that again. But I just I'm like <laughs> I, I'm having this weird thing where I'm like, okay, if I just don't look, it doesn't make it real. <laughs> Yeah, so I think you are not alone with that. It's clearly like the craziest time ever right now. Not only election time, but then now waiting for the elections results to come back and all those memes about Nevada is just hilarious because they're just taking their sweet ass time over there. So like literally only time will tell and uh, we'll be waiting hopefully for really frigging good news. Yeah, and actually when this podcast airs... uh the results should have been in like it, we'll know who the president is as uh, on Tuesday so that's when this will come yeah. out so oh man it's it's scary and exciting and all the things all the things um but why don't you shout out our sponsor because we have a fun episode talking about some real life stuff and excited to get into it. Thank you to our sponsor for this episode, House of Hyla, for supporting Herspective. House of Hyla is a Canadian shoe brand bringing you the most beautiful, comfortable, and affordable vegan leather monochromatic pumps. Check out their full product line at houseofhyla.com and don't forget to use coupon code Herspective20 at checkout for 20% off your first order of any Generation 2 purchase. Awesome. Yes. And as we've mentioned before, the holiday season is coming up. Who knows what it's going to look like? Will there be parties? We don't know. But there's nothing that should stop you from getting yourself a nice pair of red or silver or just festive color pumps and wear them around your house or have your own little holiday party. So definitely check them out. Um, 
speaking of like fun clothes and dressing up, I have to confess something. I won't consider this like a confession corner. I was going to say, are we doing that again or? (laughs) (laughs) No, this is a confession. I feel like I just need to say it out loud. I am. It's a good one, though, I think. I am addicted to shopping on Poshmark. Like I have ordered many a thing in the last like couple weeks and I they're like obviously they don't all come together because they're from different uh, poshers. So like one by one, I'm so excited and I'm just loving everything and I feel so good because it's um, sustainable and it's better for the environment. Yeah, I certainly love Poshmark. I, I have news about that as well. I put my first items up in my Poshmark store uh, this week. So that's pretty cool. And it's kind of more than that for you. That's like closing a chapter on something. Yeah. So I know it's so weird. So um, I put up all of my like riding gear, um, like my motorcycle gear, which I would ride with my ex all the time. And now that um, I don't need it anymore, Unless my new boyfriend wants to get a bike, which I'm not opposed to, um, but I don't think we'll be holding our breath for that. Um, but yeah, so I put all that stuff up and and uh, I'm looking forward to getting it out of here. Yeah, that's a big deal. You actually are having like a I few know. major like life changes right now. So you're closing, fully closing the door on a long-term relationship. That was pretty tumultuous for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was a crazy time. You're in the middle of moving because you and Ian are moving in together, which is like super exciting. So yeah. it's it's a uh, a lot is happening for you. Yeah. So I'm not only just moving in with my boyfriend, which is crazy because y'all know me and my issues. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this podcast. You know, he's so good. He he knows it's hard, guys, when you go from like craziness to moving in with someone. Domestication. Yeah, it's (laughs) tough settling down. Um, But no, so not only am I moving in with him, but we're also moving in together in St. Catherine. So it is far away from home. And even though I'm really excited for it, obviously it's like really friggin' weird to think about. and, And I'll be back in Toronto all the time for sure. But again, it's like a whole new thing going from the city to like a smaller town and Anyways, I love it. I can't wait. Um, not to be misunderstood, but it's it's a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, and I mean, I'm so excited for you. Obviously, like, I are you support though? You, I am. <laughs> like, of course, <laughs> I would support you always in like whatever you need to do for you and the decisions you make. I am not gonna say I'm not like sad. Like, you're gonna be so far away from me and that's different. And I know you'll come back and I can come visit you, but you're going far. So I know. It is weird and like it I don't think it feels as kind of dramatic as it really will because we are in COVID. So like things are super different anyways. Mm-hmm. Um but Obviously, when things go back to normal, it will feel, I think, even more different. Um, Hopefully, by then, I'll have adjusted and moved in uh, better. Like, not better, because I I am excited, and it's going to be really fun, and it's literally an hour and 20 minutes away, so it's not, like, that far. Um, But, yeah, I've already bought a pull-out sofa, bed, couch, an air mattress, so, like, literally, I'm hoping that my friends will come visit me all the time, so... 
Laura, I know sometimes you love to take a little roadie. Let's head on down. And of course, I'm going to Niagara. So hello, wine. Best. Yeah. yeah. And of course. Huge selling factor. That is. Like you're going to have to give that with everybody. Like, by the way, we can go to the vineyards. (laughs) Any, like, you know, the other day we wanted to just have a... a drink. We just drove like five minutes away to a winery and had a quick flight and went on with our day. So it's like so fun. <laughs> a quick flight. Yeah. There's yeah. obviously there's so many pros and cons, but more pros. Like you are doing what you need to do for you and your relationship and you're taking that step. And I am am excited for you. I am happy for you because I know you've wanted this for a long time. Um, it's only going to get better, and you will adjust. Obviously, we Thanks, all, everybody does. Like you have to. And at the end of the day, if you don't, you know you can move away. You know you can move back. Yeah, you can make can those changes. Home. Like you're not a prisoner in St. Catharines, and yeah, like. Everything is going remote anyways. Obviously, I would rather be able to see you more often, um, but it will just mean we have to make some, like, exceptions and – and do things a little bit differently. So it's it's great. And I, like you said, I'm excited for you. And I, I'm excited for Ian Thank too. You. So It doesn't even feel like a weird thing because it's like I'm seeing you tonight. And yeah. so it's like what, nothing's going to change. Yeah. But. Yeah. We'll still hang out all the time. But um, yeah. <laughs> actually on that, like it's kind of a perfect segue into our episode today because as everybody knows, we're best friends. We're business partners. Um, we have like family connections. So like our lives are pretty intertwined, I would say. Mm-hmm. And we have both been in different life phases throughout the course of our friendship. And you are now going into a different life phase, which means that you are moving away. And that plays a part in people's friendships. Obviously, sometimes it's not great for friendships. Um, in our case, it will be fine. But That's what we wanted to talk about today is just dealing with friendships that come and go, that ending a friendship, um, you know, how to deal with the changes within friendships, when to let go of friendships, rekindling friendships. Yeah, I think that we talk a lot about relationships, um, you know, romantic partners. Everyone does. It's on, you know, podcasts, it's on TV shows, it's in articles. It's it's so prevalent. But you know what we don't hear a lot about is, is articles or information about friendships. And I don't know why, like my friendships are just as important, if not more important than pretty much every guy that I've ever been with. You know what I mean? So why don't we talk about the dynamics and the goings-ons and the ins and outs of friendships, like platonic friendships ever? I don't know. It's true. You don't, I mean, obviously it's out there and certainly romantic relationships are much more discussed. And I think that's because it's, it's different, right? Like you have certain expectations or there's certain issues that are happening within a romantic relationship that may not happen in a friendship or if they are, you don't deal with it the same way. Like there's expectations and standards in romantic relationships 
And there's things some people will 100% not stand for and those are deal breakers and that will end the relationship. And then there's things that they will let slide, which other people will be like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Like, that's terrible. Um, I would never put up with that. You shouldn't either. But then in friendships, when similar things happen, I think, and more speaking from my own experience, like, you just accept things a little bit differently and maybe things that you don't like or there's behaviors that are happening or just conversations, opinions, judgments, all the things that can happen in a romantic relationship that can happen in a friendship, um, you just let slide. Like you sweep under the rug or you kind of pretend like it's not happening or, you know, you're just more accepting. I think that's kind of like my point. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think there is an element of that 100%. Well, okay, I think two things go on. So one, with with your friends, as much as they play a massive role in your life, you're not building a life with them. They're not your like partner in everything. You're not sharing bank accounts with them. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, you're not living with them. So obviously your romantic partner is holds you know a different focus in your life because that is your life. Um and and it's not about like oh you should have your separate life. It's not like that. You know what I'm saying? So that I think has a whole set of different issues that you just would not even simply experience with your friends. So that is one part of it. The other part of it is a lot of the time, and and I'm speaking from my personal experience as well, I'm heterosexual. So dealing with a man is entirely different. I The things, I'll be in a fight with my boyfriend and I'll explain it to my girlfriends and they're like, holy shit, how does he not get that? He's so dumb or like, you know what I mean? But he just simply doesn't see things the same way that we all s- somehow seem to see things as women. So I think that plays a huge role in it. And again, um, I'm speaking from my own experience, which is heterosexual. There are uh, many different types of relationships that have different experiences. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, for the most part, we would be speaking about like heterosexual relationships because that is what we are in and what our experiences are. But I think, yeah, we'd have to like go right back to like just different levels of friendships. You know, over the years in grade school and high school, I've had a core group. So I've had a group of friends that I've known and been friends with since I was about five years old and still are friends with to this day. But throughout like that time growing up, so many different people came into my life and I developed friendships with and, you know, maybe they ended in public school for whatever reason. Uh, Some moved away. Yeah. Public school is a big time for things to end because you go to high school. Yeah. Different high schools. Yeah. And then, and yeah, you don't even know who you are. So trying to you know maintain like friendships with all sorts of different people when everybody's figuring out who they are can be challenging and then you get into high school and then that is a whole different ball game and same same situation like core group we all kind of like moved along together some went to different high schools but we still maintained like that really super close-knit friendship um and then I became friends with people outside of my core group and then stayed friends with them throughout high school and then that kind of fell off after high school because again people are moving people are doing different things traveling different life stages serious relationships or no relationships like so it all plays like a huge factor but what maintained was like that core group of friends and I'm super grateful for that but as you get into your adult life 
that's really like when things shift in friendships and when you like can see like what's serving you, what's not serving you, um, you know, are you making a different group of friends? Are you going into a different direction? I feel like when there's like a school element still part of your life, it's it's different because everyone's kind of doing it the is same because thing. Of proximity. Yeah, and you're kind of all in the same boat, right? Like you're in school, so you're in college or university. Like that is what you do. And maybe you go to the same college or university as like a ton of your friends. And obviously you're making so many more friends too, but everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Like no one's really having children. People aren't buying homes. Um, Some people certainly were in serious relationships, but I think for the most part, like everyone's kind of just out partying, having fun, like just trying to make it through their course and graduate so they can then move on to all those life um moments milestones yeah well adulthood yeah i think in in elementary school and then in high school and then even in college well college is a bit different because you by then you're getting into adulthood but you don't choose who your friends are because you you only have the selection that's in front of you you only have the ones that are proximate to you so you don't that's not based on like your preferences or your choices you get what you get um so then that's kind of that's your mentality of friendship until um you can start to choose, which is in adulthood. So that's why maybe friendships start to change at that point. Like obviously things happen throughout high school as well. And But in adulthood is when you start to come into yourself, come into your own, and then start to realize, as you said, what serves you. So people that used to serve you, may you may just mature and realize, you know what, that's toxic or I don't like how that person operates. I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't necessarily think that you're friends with the people that you grow up with or the people you start out with just because like they're in close proximity to you uh, for sure because that's those are the first people you meet and you're spending like your time with them but I think you know I was friends with a certain group in public school and high school I could have been friends with the other people in in my classrooms or in my schools um, because they also were in close proximity but there was obviously like something that just clicked with me and the other group but definitely like just going back to your point about yeah like understanding is something serving you anymore and and or not and people does it doesn't mean it's like a bad thing though right like I think when people think about loss of friendships it's instantly like oh my god that's so like sad and terrible and heartbreaking or like what did they do or what did you do It, it doesn't always have to stem from like a place of negativity where like something horrible happened like obviously yes if somebody sleeps with your boyfriend or is really nasty to you or like stole from you whatever like horrible thing that someone could do to you in my books is our friendship enders but I think that sometimes (laughs) yes yes (laughs) probably a good idea to not continue on with that person consider those things friendship enders (laughs) you might want to reevaluate what do you mean? That's a regular Friday night. <laughs> My best friend does that to me all the time. Your friends suck. You need to move on. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I think that, um, and th- this is what I think isn't talked about a ton, is just like that ebb and flow of friendships. Um, and yeah, definitely yeah. focusing more on like when you are older, like during college and then post-college university, like that time frame. I'm not assuming everybody went to 
college or university, but I'm just using that as like a timeline. Yeah, like those years in your life. Yeah, when you graduate and then, you know, 25 onward is when I notice for me like a major shift in my life, my lifestyle, um, what I wanted for myself. That's so weird. I felt something so different. I noticed mine in high school and then it never changed again after. Well, actually, you know, maybe that was it. I think I've had many different like moments where I thought like this is what I wanted. So I had like a shift in high school and I felt like very sure about like my friendships and like who I was and what I wanted. And then, you know, you graduate. I had like a major um, like life altering scenario when my family moved yeah, out of Toronto. Yeah, that is tough. And At that, that age. was a major impact because, like I said, I felt like, okay, I'm, like, in a good place. Like, this is – I feel good about who I am. I'm confident. Like, I have tons of friends. Like, you know, I have – I've had relationships with, like, boys. I've had boyfriends. And, like, it's been on my terms. I've had heartbreak. Or so I thought at that young age. Are you kidding? That's like the most real heartbreak in high school. (laughs) Yes. You're just utterly gutted. (laughs) You never feel that way ever again because you realize, but. (laughs) Yes. And then like knowing like, oh, I'm going to do this for like post-secondary and this is like the life I want to lead. So I had that like mapped out in my brain at the age of 16, 17. And then my parents were like, so we're going to move far away from the city and we're going to uproot your life. I mean, obviously I didn't say that. And I know like that decision on their part was with the best intentions. Like they were hoping um, that the business that they bought was going to be super successful and like it would just mean a whole new life for us. Although my life was great in my mind prior but anyway yeah the thing the point is I had it was a major life shift for me because I left the city where I like that was where everything happened right like it's home it's home and everyone was there and I was super comfortable like I lived work played there right and and it's just a completely different vibe than moving outside of the city which I was considering like we were moving to the country like we did this was this like I moved to a town population of like 16,000. Yeah that's not teenage naivety in that mindset like you actually moved to a very small town. The pace is entirely different like it's a huge adjustment. The people are entirely different right so then I had to like kind of start all over again with friendships and it was not easy. I didn't have many. I went from being like in with this like great group of friends, super tight knit. Not that those friendships were lost, um, but I didn't drive then. I lived an hour and a half away. There isn't like real access um, in and out of like the town that I was living in, like other than like one Greyhound bus. And I'm not exaggerating like that is it (laughs) and unless you had someone that could drive you. And then not to mention that I was like in school still. So it's not like I just could roam around whenever I want or just leave to the city and I was working at my parents restaurant that they bought and so it was just like that was the first time for me that I had like such a major life shift and that's when I like also started to look at the friendships that I had and like evaluating them and understanding if like this like are they great friends and and absolutely they were like again it came down to the core group um the other people that I had been friends with like in high school because I was still in high school my last year when I moved um they kind of fell off yeah so I think that that's kind of common with high school um well at least to my experience as well and and 
I, I, I do understand that we're like super lucky to have like the core group. I know a lot of people have different high school experiences. So yes. again, we're just speaking from our ex- own experience. Um, and, and we loved high school and we had a blast, but we had, we each had like a core group set. And then I had great, I had best friends in high school that I'm not friends with anymore because of high school shit. Uh, a lot of them slept with my boyfriend at the time. Bye bitches. Um, so that's things happen. That's a no. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. That's a no for me, yeah, dog. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't really continue on after that. Um, but that is the time when I also had like friends come and go. And, and like you said, you're, you were trying to figure our shit out, trying to figure out who we are at that young age. Like, of course, it's surrounded by like a lot of teenage angst and partying is what we did. But, yeah, what you think um, is important at the time and like what yeah. you're worrying about at the time, which is like, um, how am I going to get drunk this weekend without getting caught? But <laughs> yeah, exactly. And which boy likes me or do I like? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it it's important to you then, but obviously looking back, you're just like, oh, you have to laugh. I mean, you have to go it through is funny, that though. Like, you have to go through that to like appreciate it later. Yeah, and I, fuck, I had the best, like I said, I had the blast in high school. I loved high school. Like, that mentality, I think, and I chased it for years after the carefree, like, literally nothing matters. Oh, my God, the recklessness that you loved and felt. Anyways, I was, I was kind of bad in high school, obviously. Like, yeah, I could just wanted to get drunk and see boys. But my friendships were consistent throughout high school um, with my core group and they still are to this day. So that means that the core group kind of maintained and and even though we lost them along the way, which as I said, not a big loss. Um, it's good that like we had our heads on our shoulders enough to like make those friendships. You know what I mean? We, we were able to preserve those friendships and that core group and they still are prevalent in my life every single day now. Yeah, and and for me, like, moving back, like, when I finally was able to, like, well, I was going to college, so I had to leave, and I lived where I went to school, and I, same, maintained, like, that core group of friends. I mean, it did change a little bit, though. I think there's something to be said for, like, and this goes back to the proximity thing, is, like, if you're not super accessible, um, like location wise, it does play a major factor in friendships. And and that's where you have to like work a little bit harder and hope that your friends also will work a little bit harder if you're important to them and vice versa. And luckily I was and we were, but we both, we all kind of took that time like for college and university um, to explore other people and other groups of friends like yeah we all, like so we yeah. were our core group and we got together for birthdays christmases like because we all were scattered at that point right like we lived in yeah. different cities um and some people actually left like the country i think that's something that's really important to consider as well people that's the time when people start leaving like yeah you left when you were younger but uh, most people leave in college um and and scatter at that point so then yeah if you can still survive through those college years which of course your friendship you know facetime is reduced and things like that are reduced because you're their way or your way and you do make new friends and stuff and go through life experiences then um but for when you can come back and still maintain friendships even though it's not as frequent or as 
I wouldn't say like less quality time because when you see each other, it's even more better quality time. Um, that speaks for itself that those friendships were really true, even if the dynamic has slightly changed or evolved a little bit because of the location difference. Yeah. And I mean, you need to go and branch out in, in college. Like I made a ton of new friends and only a very, very few am I still in contact with today from college. Um, and Again, proximity plays a part, but I'm also in like a very different life stage than uh, the one person that I am like that was like my best friend in college. Um, She lives out of the country. She has this really cool, like amazing, glamorous job. She actually lives in the U.S. I obviously still live in Canada. I'm married. I have children. Like she is not married. She does not have children. Like it's a we're just living very, very different lives. And but for me, like I will, I consider her um, just like such an important person to me. Like I, we don't see each other. Well, we haven't seen each other in forever. Um, we barely speak. We obviously see each other on social media. Um, but she's just somebody that like is near and dear to my heart, and I will always like love her and hope that like when we do get to see each other it is still like the same friendship like we you know when you don't see your friends for a long time it and if they are real friends like it feels like you've never skipped a beat like you're just right back into it conversations pick up where they left off like there's just sheer love and like compassion and excitement and everything for one another. But I think that's a a sign of maturity when you can do that with your friendships because so often – um, you see like, oh, well, you're not putting in the time for me, so screw you. But a lot of the time it's like, or or those people that are really like needy or like, oh, you're not calling me. And it's like, well, I have my life. Like you said, you have kids, you have shit going on. Like you don't have time to be like always at one of your girlfriends back in calls or like always putting in that attention for them and stuff like that. I think that's when as you get older, that shows your maturity, that shows that you uh, understand and appreciate that you have separate lives with your friends, but you still love them. And you respect it. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I think that's what we wanted to get into. Like, we've obviously chatted a lot about, like, the positives of friendships and how to maintain them and, like, having that core group that you kind of just are your ride or die and, like, it carries you through your life or a large portion of your life. But then there is, like, you're right, there is those friendships that that's when you start analyzing them as you get older to say, like, are we are we on the same page? Like, am I are you reciprocating what I'm giving out? Or when you have you ever like stopped and thought about like, wow, like I am on the phone with this person like 24-7 and it's just like constant complaining and like this boy did this or this guy did this or I'm my relationships messed up or I'm not happy and like, oh, I don't feel like I'm, you know, doing what I need to be doing career-wise. Like and and to me that becomes an energy suck and I have totally been in those friendships too and it it starts out very innocent and I and like I have to say I don't think the people that are the energy suckers are doing that intentionally to hurt you or like affect your life or bring you down but they're obviously just not in like a great place themselves and this is how they're coping and it's not necessarily healthy and it's certainly not really healthy for the friend that is on the other side that is like kind of absorbing that like bring down and negativity. Um, But for me, like my experience there was like, I had a friend in a relationship that ended and then she was single for a long time. And it was like, 
let's hang out all the time. Like I'm part of, like she kind of like became like a fixture in my home. Meanwhile, I'm in a serious and committed relationship with my now husband. Um, but I've known her my whole life, love her to death, like literally known her her whole life. Like I'm a couple years older. So there was like ups and downs in uh, her relationships and then a new relationship. And we just, I just realized like I was spending so much time like and was so invested in her like newer relationship and it was it ended up being like problematic and my friends like other friends and like my husband was like hello like are you on the phone again like are you texting right now like you know what like you need to take a break. And I I couldn't see it, though, at first. And, like, that's my point. Well, because you love again, her. You wanted to be there for her. Exactly. She's in pain. Absolutely. Yeah. And it wasn't – and so, like I said, I, I know she wasn't doing this to hurt me or, like, cause problems in my life. It was and, – and that's what I don't think – I mean, for sure, there's, like, sociopaths and narcissists. That wasn't the case here. Like, yeah. this is somebody who just, like, was in a bad place themselves. And, like, uh, that's what I'm trying to say, too, is, like, you kind of have to evaluate, like, what they're going through. But at the same time, despite what they're going through, doesn't mean that you can't put boundaries in place. I do think that's a super important, um, super important thing that you just said because, like you said, she she was not doing it on purpose. Um, uh, although, and, and that's a whole separate issue. Those friends that are super narcissistic or so self-absorbed and they are draining for so many other reasons, which, and we're not even talking about that, but she's not trying to, but for, you're not being a bad friend by putting those boundaries in place. No. And that's the thing though. I think it took me so long to get there because I thought that it would make me a bad friend. Like it would say like, well, you don't care. Like, you know, this person needs you right now. Maybe like at the time, I think I was really the only person that she could lean on or talk to. And because I knew so much, like, you know, you don't want to like go tell your story all over again to somebody new. And, and I was available. I made myself available. So, I mean, it's just like, it got to the point where it was, it was problematic. It started affecting my, like my relationship with my husband and some other friendships and I did put boundaries in place yeah. and I did like say I have to step back I love you to death um you know I'm here for you but I can't know every detail of what's happening in your current relationship like I just don't want to know it so did you verbally say that yeah I did and it was really hard and to be honest it didn't go that well at first um and so and that may be like if someone's going through the same sort of thing like that may be your experience it may not go great uh the person may not receive it very well and be like offended I think in this in those situations though like they're offended a little bit but also maybe more embarrassed yeah or or just like it's a really eye-opening to them yeah. and what they're going through in life. And so I tried to be compassionate, and I was. And we are – we're great friends. We're still friends. But our friendship did change ever since that point because the boundaries were put in place. And, you know, this, those super constant, in-depth, detailed conversations – minimized a lot and but I think that and then we did have a little bit of a falling off where we just like weren't really in contact but I think she chose to like take that and invest it into what was important for her and where she like needed to make some changes personally and and then things got like so much better for her and our relationship came back 
and got a lot better. That's exactly what I was just going to say. That little bit of a reality check. So I, my experience of it is when I went through, as you mentioned earlier in the show, um, that really tumultuous breakup that kind of like shook my entire life. Like that was one of the hardest things actually. And it's funny because one of the other hardest breakups I ever had in my life was with a friend, um, which I can get into after, um, And that took me years to get over anyways. But yeah, the romantic relationship breakup, I knew when I was going through it, I was so dependent on my friends getting through that. Like I was literally a mess. um, And I leaned on all of my friends. You know, it's like, it it wasn't, uh, it wasn't verbalized or anything, but it's like every time that I've ever been there for you, like they paid me back in full so much because I was just a mess. And then it got to the point where even I was getting sick of it, like I was getting sick of those conversations. Yourself. Yeah, I was getting sick of my fucking self. Well, the, yeah, like I mean, that's a good point too. Is like if you're having the exact same conversation every single time you're talking to your friends, yeah. if it is about a breakup or whatever, like over and over again, you need to check yourself. Yeah, it's exhausting for me. It's even more exhausting for them. <laughs> they don't want to hear it all the fucking time. But and that's what I realized. I was like, all right enough like I gotta look inside now and really start to like strength have some strength in myself I I was leaning on them and nobody said anything to me about it obviously like they didn't say okay you need to man up or anything like that um but like I said I, I was getting sick of it so and I'm sure they were they were just really good friends um and I started to be like I started to figure out on my own. So I, and I know that I have that predisposition to be really dependent on my friends. Um, my whole core group, we're, we're kind of like codependent on each other in a sense where we're a little like, we're very, we're too close and not in a bad way. I love it. I would never change anything, but people from the outside would be like, holy crap, like we're always naked or we're, we tell each other everything. We have no boundaries. We probably should have more, not that I want any, but I had to start depending on myself at that point. Yeah. And and that is really important too, because that's when you do need to take the time to like, just remove yourself from everything and have that like minute of clarity where you're like, okay, what's really going on here? Like, I can't keep putting this on my friends. And, and they didn't say anything because, you know, they just want to be there for you and they love you. But like, let's be real. I'm sure in those situations, like, those friends and I know for mine like when I was going through that and like having this like energy suck I was having conversations about it outside of like that friendship and I I would complain about it so then it's like that's when it started to seep into like other parts of my life where it really shouldn't have so again I did that too and like stopped and was like okay I have to put boundaries in place right now um understanding that that could mean that this friendship will end And that was something that I thought about for a long time. And it was like hard because it was like, do I tell her like, I can't do this with you anymore. I love you to death and I'm here for you and I want the best for you. But like, I cannot be your sponge and absorb all of like the kind of crappy things that are going on. We rarely talked about good things. So it was very like you were in that sort of dark mindset a lot. And it did affect my mood. Like, it totally affected my energy. I think that's when you really need to take the step. It's different for being there for your friend. But when you're internalizing it and it's affecting your mood, your energy, that's a problem. Yeah. And so – and then that's what I did. I put the boundaries in place. And like I said already, you know, it changed the friendship. We had a dip where we really didn't, like, speak or see each other. And I think that was really good for both of us because, yeah, her dependency on me being that, like, person – 
for everything, for every happening that she was dealing with in, in the relationship in her life, like, I think she needed a break from it too. Like, yeah. she had to find the strength like you did within. And yeah. she did. And she's, like, fantastic. So, and, and our friendship easy. is fantastic. And it's not easy. I was but, just like, going to say, my friends listening right now are probably like, what, bitch? You didn't find any strength for so long. <laughs> but it's true. Sometimes you need – it takes a little bit of time to get there. Um, but I, I want it every, for the record to know that I did exert strength, even though I probably talked about it for way too long. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's the thing. You have to understand that people are going to have different perspectives of, like, what is happening too. And unless you're someone who knows every detail about everything also, then your perspective is going to be different. Your friends might – like, those friends would have been like, um, no, you didn't. You still leaned on <laughs> yeah. us like crazy. Like, you were suffocating. But you really – like, it was little baby steps and you got yeah. through it and, like, now you're here and you're out of that relationship and you're in a new one and you're now entering a new life stage. So, I mean, the point here is like it's okay to place boundaries and you do have to consider that depending on what you decide on how to handle that particular type of friendship, like, and I, you know, air quote that the energy suck friendship, um, is it could mean, worst case scenario, it could mean a loss of a friendship. Because when somebody is so vulnerable and obviously struggling, obviously in pain due to whatever, like usually it is like a romantic relationship um, that's failing or not going well or, or, you know, ending. um, Or like maybe there's like a loss in family. Whatever the case is, they aren't in their right mind. So they may take that as like, you don't care about me. You're not a good friend. Yeah. Bye. And 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 then I mean the silver lining is that always means that you could come back around when everybody's had their time to just like deal with themselves, with life, make some changes, and rekindle that friendship. On the other hand, it may not. But that's something that like I had to consider and I accepted because it was like I can't keep going through this. Yeah, like, you can't and, continue and on. quite frankly, I couldn't lose everything else for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's a, a, a good point that you pointed out is that friendships can go through, I think you said ebbs and flows. Is that the right saying? <laughs> yes. <Okay. laughs> Check. There yeah. it is. <laughs> uh, well, that's the first. Um, but yeah, friendships can go through ebbs and flows and not strictly like how we said where people like lose contact because they're busy at work or with their kids or whatever. It, But also for other reasons, like what you just said, where you had to have like an actual talk where you needed a change from that friend. And the the fact that you guys came back together is a testament to your friendship, I think, because you went through something tough, which was simply you asking for your space, asking for your what you needed from that friendship. And even though it was taken a little bit hard at first, which is super understandable, um, you guys were able to come back. And I think that speaks to what you two have as friends. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, on the other side of that, though, like one of the other things that I've experienced as in friendships is like being there for your friends is one thing. But then there's also just like being the friend, right? Like the friend that shows up to every event that is happening, every birthday party, like every kid's birthday party, like you don't miss anything. Being the friend that if you haven't chatted in a little while, will phone or text or send a message like just checking in and saying hello because I've been that friend too like I've always considered myself a good friend and this isn't like oh I'm so great I just care so much about my friends because 
for me, I had a younger brother who I'm close with, I love dearly, but he's six years younger than me. I didn't grow up with a sister or like a brother closer in age. So my friends were my sisters. Like they were that element that I didn't have in my family unit, which that's fine. But that's when you, you know, that's why you become like super close with people because they're filling that space that maybe you don't, you know, maybe you don't know you're missing it, but they're filling an area that um, maybe you want. And like I was very envious of friends that did have like really good relationships with their like sisters or like siblings, usually because they were closer in age. So I did consider my friends very much like my family. They are my sisters um, from other misters, right? For sure. But as I got older and continue, I have noticed like the dynamic shifts where, again, I am the one that reaches out. I am the one that tries to be at every single thing. Like I don't like missing anything because I want to be there. Like I want to be with my friends. I want to be like join in the celebration. I want to be excited with you. I want to like, you know, whatever we're getting together for. Like I want to be there because I feel good um, sharing those moments. But what I started to notice is that wasn't really being reciprocated. And I've noticed this over the last like couple years. And it, I mean, now I've become much more like comfortable with it and like accepting and feeling less like angry or resentful about it because that's a part of the ebb and flow is like life happens. So at earlier on, like I was in a different life stage. I had a child long before a lot of my friends did. And so that took me out of like that party world and we chatted a bit about this um when we had lisa in the city on it's just like that identity thing so i was living a separate lifestyle being a mom but i still tried and maintained who i had always been as a friend like hey how are you just checking in haven't chatted in a while like everything good if i knew something happened like in their life whether it was relationship or family issues or job issues whatever like i would ask about it Um, but then when that's not like being reciprocated, you start again, analyzing those relationships. And you're coming at it from the perspective of you, you doing that. You're the friend that did that. And in my group, so was I. Um, and so am I, I, I was always the check-in and always the one that was, was there for everything. And, um, not that my other friends weren't, and I love that role. Um, I love being there too, but I think what happens sometimes is, and I'm not speaking from my own personal experience in this case, but people get dependent on that. People get used to that, used to you doing that. So then it's like, not that they don't care or, you know, the love is still there. It's it's more like, okay, well, I know she's going to reach out or I know that. So they kind of don't have to. You know what I mean? I think sometimes that happens where people just kind of like fall into their roles and friendships and and it doesn't mean it's right because it would be nice to friggin hear from them or you know what I mean sometimes. But I think sometimes there's an element of like pattern or um, routine in friendships as well. For sure. Yeah. And I definitely think that is kind of part of it. I agree. Um, but it did start to like affect me. It did start to make me feel like, okay, I'm, do I consider our friendship like way more connected than they do? Like, is it, like, am I in a different friendship than what we really are in? And so I That's started really pulling <laughs> back. Yeah, and and I mean, I, you're right. Like, 
again, like depending on what's going on with them or maybe they just got used to it, like that's totally fair. Um, And another situation where I don't think any of this was with ill intention or like anger or like just like, oh, I don't really like her. So I'm like, she reaches out to me all the time. I wish she didn't. Like, I don't think that's the case. I think it was just more like that did become expected or routine and whatever they were, whatever was going on in their life just kind of didn't allow for them to be able to like reach out the same way I was. Well, a good way to determine that is saying something, you know, I'm always the one that reaches out. Uh, You could do that too. Or is there a reason you don't or whatever reach if you address it and then it still doesn't change. Well, then maybe you can start to come to different realizations. And that is a great point. Addressing things in friendships is really hard it it doesn't happen as often yeah exactly and I haven't addressed it I just made the change that I felt was best for me and so you know everybody would handle those situations differently I have no problem like speaking my mind I'm not saying I'm confrontational but like I'm also not like afraid of a little bit of confrontation um I never want to hurt anybody that will never be my intention like I don't like upsetting people but in this situation I actually didn't I and haven't reached out and said like hey like how come no one does this to me like I you know no one's asking like how's it going like you know just checking in just wanted to say hi um and so for me my decision there was to just kind of pull back and stop doing it as much and that changes the friendship dynamic again well it does not only because there's less contact but also because now and I'm not saying you feel this way, but now there's like a a bitter aspect kind of like or or you're you're not acting naturally. You're acting as a result of something. You're reacting to something. You know what I mean? It's not. Yeah. You're not just going about your friendship as normal because now you're behaving in a different way. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say that there is a little bit of bitterness. Um, I wouldn't let it ever get to the point where like it was consuming me and I was becoming like mad or like hateful um no but I think I think I'm just bruised I I, that experience has bruised me and maybe it's jaded me a little bit um when it comes to different friendships um maybe like I think I've changed a little bit in other friendships where like I'm not that person I don't start off as that person in like a newer friendship um and in other new friendships that I've gained over the years and more recent years I am not like reaching out reaching out reaching out like I have and then when I'm not reciprocated I'm just like okay like then I guess that's that like and I'm fine with it and that's what I've learned is like I've accepted that and that takes time to get there too but like I think you know one of the takeaways is that you don't have to like always try and like fix everything Sometimes you can just let things be. And in this situation, for me, I've learned to just let things be. Like, I'm fine with not reaching out. I have a very, like, fulfilling life, luckily. Um, And I have so many great friends. Uh, So, like, if I develop new ones, I'm not going to feel so much, like, at a loss if the friendship doesn't blossom the way I thought it would. Yeah, I think that, again, is maturity as well. Um, You know, Mm -hmm, when you're younger, we need those – our friends are like our stable points. Um, 
And because our self-confidence isn't fully developed and, you know, we don't know what's going on when we're in high school. We're freaking teenagers. Our prefrontal cortexes are running wild. So we don't know this shit. Hormones just raging. Yeah, we're just freaking – teenagers are mental. Like, holy crap. Anyways, (laughs) uh, that's a whole other side note. But so we we, – and this is what I did. I looked to my friends for that stability and – when you're older, you don't necessarily need that as much. You have yourself, first of all, but then you also have your your immediate family, your kids and your husband that need your attention more and, and you're happy to do that. And you have your existing friends. So you kind of, you know, you're open to friendships and you, and you want them because you like people, but it's not so dire or important. And if you don't need to force anything, obviously you should never force any friendships, but you don't feel that like, I think desperation i think is yeah like, the urgency exactly that desire to like have these this like super like close knit and like involved friendship and and if it happens it's fantastic but if it doesn't you're fine yeah and i'm more like everything all my friendships have happened naturally i definitely have never forced a friendship yeah no of course <laughs> but no I, I mean i'm saying that because i that does happen like people do really try and force friendships and like change the, who they are to be friends with somebody even in adult life like that sounds like such a high school thing yep. to do and high school behavior but it isn't like and and that's where like that can affect other friendships right when you know, you're changing who you are to fit in with somebody else because maybe you desire to be like a friend of theirs because of their lifestyle or who they are or what they represent or like are they like they're successful and you want to emulate that, um, you know, and so you start kind of like changing to fit into that mold and that will start affecting like your other friendships. And then on the other side of it is like I've noticed that friendships can change because of gaining success or like having certain things in my life and you know I don't like to say like jealousy because like I why adults can feel jealous no I know I'm, I'm just saying like people being jealous of me no one has out and out said that so I can't be like yes I know that people are jealous of me um I'm talking about it from the perspective of like I, if I have something that you want and you're my friend, I want to share it with you. Like obviously within reason. Like if you want yeah. my husband, probably not going to share that with you. But um, like, maybe someday. Yeah. No, definitely <laughs> no, not. Um, but like again, joking aside, like I, I'm, I want my home is open. Like if you're my friend and I love you and I trust you and like you love me and you know you're part of my world then there's nothing to be jealous of. And like, if I can help you, if there's something that you think like, oh, well, I wish I had that. I want to help you as a friend. Um, But all that good stuff aside, I think that's where people really struggle because they feel like you've got something that they don't have and that they want it. And then they have a hard time like relating to you. Um, And this even happens like with family too, right? Like, you know, family kind of, can change if one person or one like part of the family has like a more successful lifestyle than the other and then they it becomes resentful yeah like in an ideal world everyone would just love their friends and be happy for their friends uh regardless but people are human like you know if i'm in a shitty shitty place and you're just sitting there thriving maybe i might have a hard time watching you be so happy or whatever like envy and jealousy does 
happen in adulthood, even, you know, you think of this stuff happening as you're a teenager or whatever, but even when you're older, like things like this do happen. And sometimes that is tough in relationships. Yeah, exactly. And I do think it plays a major factor if one person in a friendship is feeling that, is feeling resentful or jealous. Like maybe, you know, you're in a friendship where you or the other person wants to get pregnant And one of you has no problems doing that or like you're getting engaged and then you got married and then you got had a baby and bought the house like all of the things happened quickly and seemingly easily for one of the people. And then you're kind of like sitting there like I'm none of that is happening for me. Like fuck. Like my life is shit. Like look at my friend. She's off killing it. Everything just falling into her lap and I'm like struggling and I like can't keep a man or I can't get the job that I want or like or if they are in a relationship and they're trying to get pregnant and they can't like I think that that feeds into problems and friendships too so those are the things that are like out of people's control and you know maybe it's just something that they don't know how to deal with in that situation for themselves and so they put that on the friendship and then that really like can deteriorate the friendship because it's just like this pent up like feeling of jealousy or resentment or anger but really it's coming from like that person internally yeah and it's not on the person who's having the successes to apologize for them either like you know you want you you can probably sympathize with your friend like they're trying to get pregnant and then you just easily get pregnant and um you can sympathize that that might be really hard to witness but you also shouldn't have to apologize and that's I think this is a a prime example of where a relationship can ebb and flow and like are you gonna come back from this um you know, because ultimately, if if what's motivating the friendship is love and, and trust and respect, then you can understand where your friend's coming from if they're upset, because you know deep down that they are they are happy for you and they do love you and they do want the best for you, but they're just upset right now. So you know, it depends on like the pre existing friendship. I think going into these tough times to see how you can navigate through them. And for sure, and yeah, and I think that that is a really important thing to say that you don't have to apologize for your like successes or your accomplishments or like the positive things that are happening in your life um you know definitely wouldn't want to be rubbing it in anybody's face especially a good friend that you can see is like maybe struggling with some things um or feels like you know they're not on that same level but if you're true friends like you wouldn't do that anyway but I think it's important to like understand that people have those differences in their life and they may think like oh my god you've got it all and I have nothing so how can you look at that friendship and like can you make it better can you like obviously you'll be there and supportive of your friend um, but you don't have to take away from your life because they're not happy in theirs right now. So I think that's a really like tough line to walk though because having children or being married or having a house isn't something you can like hide away and not talk about. It is forefront in your life. So that person kind of has to choose like I need to take some time from you just because like I need to get myself together again like going back to like that people needing to like kind of figure things out on their own and kind of just like dealing with it yeah and I think that that's fair like you know I think if you really love someone um as much as you are like 
screw you, like, this is the best time of my life, or I want you here. If the person literally verbalizes, I'm in pain watching this right now, I'm going to come back, I just need a minute, you you care enough about that person, I think, to, to accept that. And chances are, you know, if the person's really upset about having a baby, as soon as they meet the baby, things are will be different. Like, you know, sometimes people just need a minute to process and people should be okay with allowing that. Like, I'm really reactionary. I, I am really emotional, so I react, but I'm really trying to, because I know for a fact the second, give it five minutes, I feel entirely different. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, when you take something away and just sit with it for yeah. a minute, like, you will process yeah, it. entirely But different. yeah, in the moment, your emotions take over. And that's something that I've learned in our friendship. Like, we don't really ever, like, argue or fight or have differences, thank God. But we have had them. And... I'm like, I feel like I'm more rational. You are more rational. <laughs> like we'll try and like, and I'll try and like break it down where is like your emotion comes out first. And so I've learned like, that's fine. Jess needs to have her minute and like maybe just like get all that emotion out. We're going to either get off the phone or we're going to like go our separate ways for the day, whatever the case may be. And in half an hour, it's like it never happened. But it's yeah. not like we just pretend like nothing happened. It's just been processed and we're moving on. Yeah. And, but that's a testament to our friendship because I, we love each other like so much. Um, and we have this whole like we have our podcast, like everything. So we can't just be like, well, I hate you. Bye. Like, yeah. And, and we wouldn't you know? even want that. Even if we disagree, it's just be like, OK, you're stupid right now. Bye. <laughs> More like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's fair. Like that's just human nature. Yeah. You Everybody needs like a minute to just like go be in their room by themselves. Like go have a good cry. Go have a good scream. Whatever it is that you do to just deal with like a frustration or an, like heavy emotion at the time. Um, go do that. And as the friend, respect that that person needs that. And like just going back to your point, I think that is – what constitutes like a really good friend is like those selfless acts where I don't want you to like take time away from me like I know my life is great and you're having some difficulties but I want you in my life where it's like take that like understand and respect that you need to be a little bit more selfless in that moment and that's how you are going to be there for that friend yeah it's like you know what fair have your time I am here whenever you need, whenever you're ready, but I can respect how like this kind of like friendship and like what's happening in my life could fuck with your head a little yeah. bit. Like and and I respect that and I get that. And you know what? If I would have to like turn the tables there and think like would that really bother me? It certainly would. Like I've been in those situations where you know, I thought I was going to land like a dream job and then I didn't. And like my friend is just like crushing it in her job and like, you know, being able to buy a new car and like getting a condo, like all these. And I mean, this is talking like years ago, but just doing these things that I thought I would have already done or like I want to accomplish as well. And like they're already like way far ahead of me. And I didn't need to like take time and step away it just I just learned like you have to work harder you have to you know change like your outlook or change what you're trying to accomplish or like what is are these things really what are important to you well I think the bottom line with that is no matter what's going on in their life whether or not they're successful whether or not they're achieving the things that you want in your life it has nothing to do with how you get those in your life 
Do you know what I mean? Like, you still have to put in the work in your own life, whether or not they're getting it. It's not going to change it for you. Yeah, it doesn't impact like what you can do or should do because they're not going to determine your success or where you want to go in life. Like that is an individual thing. That is only up to you. And I do think that people get lost in that sometimes with friendships because you've gone through everything else together. Like it, it kind of feels like, you know, we're just going to do this together too. We're just going to have like our dream jobs together and financially be stable. Like it's, yeah. We're also a society geared to comparison. So, yeah. you know, regardless of whether or not those would be natural feelings, that's how we everyone operates we're a world of instagram so of course it's natural to feel jealousy or to feel that comparison um especially with your closest peers the people that are right beside you because that is far more realistic than watching that like 17 year old on instagram become famous for standing there you know what i mean it's a lot more painful when you watch your best friend who you've also struggled beside all of a sudden start thriving when you're not and i think like the takeaway from that is even though it might be natural or or understandable to feel jealousy or you know a little bit sorry for yourself the bottom line is if you're a true friend if you want to be a good friend you kind of suck it up and and be happy for your friend or if it's super painful like something we go back to the pregnancy thing you know, you verbalize, you discuss, and then maybe you guys can work in a way to get through it together, you know, because if your friend hears that you're in pain, they want to help that for you as well without taking away from their own happiness. You know, they still want to be there for you. You know, overcoming those things as as girlfriends is, is a testament to your friendship, will make you stronger eventually, or will disintegrate the relationship, which maybe the time is run for that. And, you know, I've had friendships where, as I mentioned earlier, the that breakup is fucking hard. And yeah, you're totally right. Like that is another aspect, though, is that sometimes friendships do just end and they fizzle out. Distance happens. Um, people do change their life path and it no longer aligns for the friendship. And I think that's OK, too. Like, I do, I did struggle for a long time with thinking about like, oh my God, what, I can't imagine never being friends with this person. And I have had like friendship losses and not because of anything like bad. Our lives just went in different directions. And some people I'm like, oh, I kind of miss them. Like I would love to like reconnect and be back to normal and be friends again. And then other people I don't even think about like I couldn't even name the person (laughs) because I'm just like yeah like that that served its purpose at that time and it was great in the moment but now like we're not friends anymore like we just our lives are different we are doing different things and that's fine and and I think that's important like different people come in and out of your life for different reasons and it's okay to let them go and you may not be serving them they may not be serving you anymore and things just happen and like obviously like also it really does come down to like life stages a lot because like I have definitely like become closer with a different group of friends um that were like became moms and lived a little bit closer and we just had like more in common um than I did with some friends that weren't 
parents yet or aren't parents. And that sort of core group shifted a little bit because I need to also like do things that reflect like my new lifestyle, right? Like I have children, like the kids are friends with each other. So it's easy to get together. It's easy to do the same kind of things. Um, And it's enjoyable. It's not all about just like the fact that it's convenient or easy. Just like jive. Like we're just on the same level. Yeah. I think that that's a really good point and a really, really common factor in friendships, friendship changing dynamics when you become a parent. Um, Your priorities are entirely different now. You have to spend your time doing other things than before. Um, You know, your fun morning, your fun Saturday weekends are totally different. Um, So I think that that is no matter what going to be a change in your life. And then, of course, in how you are are how you show up as a friend to your friends or how they show up as a friend to you. Um, And that's super understandable. I think that's super relatable when things change because of parenthood. When friendships end or change, you know, for other reasons is when it can be really, really tough. Like for in my experience, um, I had a best friend that was part of our group and this happened in our very early 20s. um, And she just, you know, literally – we were all going to a party that night. It was a weekend and she literally just called us and was like, Hey, I'm not friends with you guys anymore. And it was very grade three. It was the weirdest thing ever. I literally was at work. I left early cause I was going to pick her up. I thought we were going to a, like a mental institution. I thought she was losing her mind. Oh I'm like, God. I'm going to take you to the doctor because this is fucked. Like we spend every day together and you just don't want to be all of our friend. It wasn't even like just me or, you know, and, and maybe if it's just one of us, then that can be more understandable because maybe you just don't like that one person. But it was literally everyone. And, you know, I still don't we still don't know what happened there. Like she just stopped being our friend. She she offered some explanations, all of which we were like, what? the fuck so we there wasn't really closure and I think that's why I took it so hard but it took me years to get over that friendship and every time I thought about in the in the you know first few years after it happened I was mad I was sad I was like devastated what the fuck unsure yeah like uh, there was no closure so then only real actually Year, like years after when I would think about it again, you know, it comes to you randomly. I'm like, oh, yeah. And I'd realize, oh, oh, look, I'm not having that like visceral emotional reaction to it. I realized, oh, I, I had gotten over it. Um, but it was like it was like a my first real breakup because before that I dated guys. But, you know, you don't really first real friendship breakup for sure. And absolutely. Well, and that I would had be friendship traumatic. breakups before, but yeah, that, that was my first traumatic one that I thought was a lifer. No no indication it was coming no explanation of why it came yeah and I mean that is and that is something that does happen too like some people for whatever reason maybe you never ever find out have just decided that this friend or entire group of friends is no longer serving my life and you know there could be lots of outside influences that maybe people weren't aware of like Some people could be seeing somebody and they never told you it's like a secret boyfriend or, you know, or maybe like they were on medication um, or doing drugs and like needed to keep it a secret and knew that eventually like that friendship would like find out or that group of friends would find out. But 
I think it's yeah. the, I think we also just like don't always know people the way maybe we think we do. And and also I think sometimes people really just have epiphanies. Like they're just done with something. And I think we've all been there where you've just been like I am 100% done with this. Like no rhyme or reason necessarily. You just know it is not feeding you or serving you like your soul anymore and it's just got to end. Um, I mean, that's a horrible yeah, situation for you. Like, I feel so sad for you because, like, there's there is nothing quite like losing somebody you consider a best friend, and especially, especially with no closure. It's a girlfriend, and you think, you know, I would fucking kill for you. You know, I would give everything for you because I love you so much. We're lifers, and then the harsh reality of like oh no we're not lifers we're not even continuing past today it's like oh okay well you know you i interpret it like i took it weird because i'm like uh, how was i so far off with this like how we all kind of did like how did we not really realize some of the other girls were like eh, whatever fuck you then you know but i was like i how could i be so off with that reading this situation but you know like I said, we were early 20s, you know, early to mid 20s. I think it came down to, in hindsight, I think it was more like she had another group of friends that she was the funniest. She was the most popular. She was the the most beautiful of them. So with us, she's just the exact same. And I think that that, you know, we kind of came to the conclusion that she was sad like that. She wanted that the limelight boost of those other girls yeah Yeah. and with us she was just an equivalent which isn't a just it's like we're all equal we all love each other the same we're all you know amazing people but so we're like all right you want to be that like sad girl that needs that confidence boost we're not going to miss you then well i mean on the other hand though like that is like really sad and i get like you're hurt by it like it definitely left a scar so you're kind of more of like well you know what if that's what you needed to do instead of like talking through it with us or like you know keep figuring out a way to like stay friends and like maybe that we could make some changes or like help you or whatever you're kind of like okay girl bye but but like I said that happened after years yeah yeah it wasn't like that at first <laughs> yeah and so but that just obviously was something that was affecting her deeply and she needed to yeah. like have a full like 180 happen in her life and completely like replace her existing group of friends to gain that confidence to feel better about herself and who knows like how she is now if that if she may be regretting like that decision and maybe has regretted it every single day since um but like that's the whole thing like people just have to go through their motions and like make their changes and that sometimes is going to affect friendships and you may not ever see it coming and therefore you also are left with like some of the baggage because you're like what the hell like we like lived for each other and now you're just gone and you're just cutting me out and like you're not giving me an explanation and like I've had a similar experience though but it was really more like on my doing like I um was best friends with somebody for like a really long time and loved them to death still would never ever wish any ill will like I they again they hold like a super like big place in my heart but because of my own issues um like things that I was dealing with and struggling with in my own personal life for some reason the person that was closest to me like I felt that I didn't want them to be 
close to me anymore. And maybe I felt I don't know. And like, I think now years later, like that I've had time to reflect, I think that I pushed them away because they would have been like a good voice of reason. And at the time, didn't want that. I wanted to just be able to like make my own decisions and do what I was doing, even if it was destructive, even if it wasn't good for me or other people in my life. Um, And so I kind of pushed them away. But then also like right back to the life stages thing, like she was entering a new stage in her life, um, like having a family. And like prior to my own like little breakdowns, we were drifting because she was becoming much more invested in like her husband and like having like building a family together, having a baby and like his family being much more involved. And so like I felt like I was getting a little bit like squeezed out of like her life. And if I wanted to spend time with her, it was her plus, plus, plus like family and other friends that I didn't know and like her husband's family and no issues with them but it was just sort of like well I want to spend time with you yeah you wanted your I friend. want one-on-one time yes exactly and so we did have conversations over the years about like what happened and like why and I think we even tried to like rekindle but we had changed to be honest like she had changed after becoming a mom and I couldn't like relate it was one of those situations where like becoming a mother for her like took over so my way of dealing with it was like I need to just like let you figure it out like I'm here for you if you have questions especially about like parenting I will do my very best to answer them but you she had like decided early on a very like set way of parenting and not my style but like when things weren't like going well it felt like she was very closed off to like advice and um, suggestion and not just from me like this was came from like our other friends as well and so then combined with like what I was dealing with and what I was going through I just we just like drifted apart and unfortunately like we haven't like reconnected and that is somebody that I think about regularly and like want to reach out and hope that I will like find the confidence and like the right words because I think that's a harder thing too is after a friendship has like ended and nothing bad happened it wasn't like we had a huge blowout we just fizzled and so like I think when you want to rekindle a friendship like that can be almost harder than losing one because what do you say how much time has passed like what should you do and I don't actually have those answers but I do think like if you are thinking about the person and it's something that still bothers you and you do feel that loss or like miss them then that is obviously like the universe telling you like you should probably yeah you should maybe it won't work (laughs) I know it's easier said than done yeah maybe because it won't work but I mean especially if you have love there like try maybe like, you know how people are yeah. hopeless romantics? I'm like a hopeless platonic. Like, <laughs> I love friendships. <laughs> and I'm the same way. Like, and that's why, like, I mean, throughout this episode, we've talked about, like, my group, my group, like, your group, my group as different, but we're also in the same group. Like, Yeah, we, we also have, have another our, group. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we love everybody, like, 
to death there too. Yeah, um, and those for both of us came a little bit later in life. Um, yeah, you know, from our, our 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 core groups, which were much younger in school. But um, yeah, we have this other group which came to us in adulthood. Um, us, me, and you included in that group, and I mean that is a that's a whole nother situation coming into friends as adults um, when things like it is a little different because actually it's kind of not different. I don't know. I think it's different because you're why, very why? set in your ways already. Like you, for most people and fine, like I'll speak for myself in this situation is like, I know who I am. I know what I want. I know what I have time for. I know what serves me. I know it doesn't serve me. If you are going to be part of my life, you do have to accept what my life is and what it looks like and what that means for our friendship, just as I accept that in my other friends. Yeah. So I guess you're saying it's like easier to come into friends later in life because all that shit's established and then they fit in as they fit in. It's not like previous layers or dynamics that you're trying to accommodate or weed through or deal with. In part, yeah. Like, I mean, like I said, you, for most people, like, you know who you are by this point. Um, We're in our 30s. So in my late 20s, I pretty much knew who I was. Um, People come into that earlier or later. But for me, like, I I knew who I am. I knew what I want. I knew what I need. Like, I know what I, what capacity I have um, for, like, the extracurriculars of life. And And if you don't know me, like when you make a friend as an adult, you don't know my story. You don't know everything about me. You don't have history with me. So we're starting from scratch. And that's why I think like it's easier in some aspects because like it's it's right up front what works and what doesn't. Like, oh, you know, like let's get together on Saturdays. Well, I can't because my kid has soccer. Okay, no problem. Like it's it's just very like in a way very black and white I think at, like, yeah I getting... agree with that and and then those people have like their lifestyle too and like what yeah. they can accommodate and what they can't um so I think it is maturity and I think it is like like a mutual respect um I definitely like making friends as an adult because for those reasons too um, it's easier to like have boundaries because they're kind of established before you even become friends, right? Yeah, and you know what? Going moving now that I'm moving, that's something that's kind of on my radar again. Making friends, which it never was not on my radar, but then of course when you you're living where you live and you have your friends, like that's your life. So now that I'm moving, it's like yeah, it'd be nice to have some girlfriends out here, and it is like there is that like novelty, like it's fun you know, meeting new people sometimes as well. And you get new perspectives and um, they'll never like come close to like the established lifelong history friends that you have or like the your best friends that you already have. But it is kind of cool to branch out a little bit as well. I think people always should be open to making new friends because I actually know people that are like, no, no new friends, literally like. I used to feel like that, like literally no new friends. I have enough. I love the ones I have. Nobody's better than what the ones I have. So why bother? But yeah. And I mean, I've been like that throughout my life at times, too. But when I think about it, I'm like, it's not about being better or worse or it's just about like. Exactly. 
I am curious about people. People fuel me. And like you said, different perspectives. Like somebody may know so much about like a subject that I've been interested in or a topic or like their life story is just so fascinating. And like some people are just so like positive and there's such good energy that you're like, oh my God, like I love being around you. Like I wish I knew you my whole life. Um, so I, yeah, like I look at it from the like it's a, it's just like a positive thing. Like you're you yeah. can like collect friends, right? And they and and your different friends serve different purposes. Like even now, I still have friends that are more like my party friends, like the ones I want to go out and just ha- like have a crazy good time and like we just have a blast and then we don't see each other till the next time we do it. Um, then I have the friends that are really much more just like my mom friends. Like we get together, the kids get together. Like, we hang out for an afternoon, and it's great, and we have great conversation, and we have, like, just a really nice time, but it's very much mom time. Like, it's mom conversation. The kids are doing this. Like, you know, we just – that's where we fit into each other's lives. And then I have, like, you, and I have my other core group, and we – and I have our mutual core group. And so, like, everybody kind of serves, like, a different purpose in my life, and everybody is good with that because I serve a certain purpose in their life too. And so it really yeah. works out and it's just like a really beautiful dynamic and like I wouldn't have been as open to that as like in my teens, right? Um, because you kind of think that, well, no, like if you're not this person, then like there's no, like we don't need you. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I, I think that that's, really true like and again a lot of this is coming back to age maturity um self-confidence i think the older that you get the the more you realize that people can fit in your life in different ways because you know when you were a teenager your friends were the core existent your core root your core priority and then of course as you get older your job your house your kids your family whatever all takes a stance as a top priority as well so you're able to like find better balance and then everything kind of just like levels into place you know in an ideal world and in an ideal time like there are obviously as we've mentioned hard times with friends as well but I think things start to level out and everyone gets into their their jive with each other and their girlfriends and people have different roles and purposes for your life and you know it's it's all good when everyone's coming from a place of love and everyone's serving like these these positive roles in your life and that's how we view friendships um i think that if you don't already know that then well how but (laughs) girlfriends and females in our life are what we we love so much what we live for what we strive for and having that positive energy and i think that friendships are just important if not more important in a woman's life um and men you know men are obsessed with their boys too for sure like we you know we're talking about our like current our experiences our current experiences our current lifestyle our current like status um of friends we know that everybody's different and you know some people choose to have like three very good friends and like that is it some people have hundreds like it, it whatever works for you is what you need to do um for sure but i think for me like yes the important thing is to be open to new friends to accept that my existing friendships have ebbs and flows um they could change 
throughout the years, closer, more distant, and rekindle. And I think it's just something that we need to like accept, appreciate. Yeah. It's a good way to learn. Um, I think it's really important to always like ask yourself if you are in a friendship that, you know, it just seems like maybe troubled or it has changed or there's like a lot of distance. Like not only look at like what's happening in that person's life, your friend's life, but also like check yourself, check in with your friends too. Like I don't fight with my friends like ever like growing up I was we didn't have those like really horrible like bitch fests um which I'm super grateful for but like I've had disagreements I've had differences and they have like lasted in the friendship they have kind of made a stain on it um in certain situations so it's like important to talk about it too like we we seem to accept so much and like we touched on this in the beginning, we seem to accept so much in friendships and I don't think you have to like, and I'm not saying like go out there and like ax all your friends that you had a disagreement with or like <laughs> call them up and ream them out or anything like that. I just think it's okay to put boundaries in place. It's okay and to speak to your yourself. mind. Exactly. It's okay listen to, to communicate what like most. how you're feeling for sure. And it's okay to take a break and step yeah. away and and if they if a friend says that to you like you need to be a little bit more like you need to be open and accepting to it even if it hurts you I think it's okay to ask like okay well like what's going on especially if it came out of left field or something um like check in but if they don't want to talk about it then they don't want to talk about it and that could mean that that friendship is having a shift that that friendship is ending or they literally just need a week to themselves. Like, it, who yeah. knows? But, you know, having friends my whole life, lucky to say <laughs> that I have, um, and, and going through all these changes and, like, going through life changes together um, has just taught me that they're, it's supposed to shift. Like, you're supposed to have, yeah. like, ups and downs. And you're supposed to let new people into your life. And you're supposed to let people that have been there maybe for years leave your life. I mean, I love that sentiment. And I love... I think that's like the perfect way to wrap up because the bottom line is that you are operating your life with love and respect and then that's how you operate within your girlfriend's um, life. Yeah. With love Absolutely. and respect. I mean, I think we got like pretty vulnerable in some of the chats we had in this episode and sharing some of our experiences. Um, so hopefully it like helped other people. Maybe I, I know that lots of people can relate um, but we want to like hear from you. Like if you've had some crazy experiences, like tell us, tell us about it. Like maybe we can help. Yeah. Let's normalize like friendship issues yeah. or, you know, like we, we spend so much time talking about guys and relationships. Like we can talk about friendships too, because as we said, it consumes so much of our life in a, you know, hopefully in a very positive way, but still, it's still a huge aspect of your life. So hit us up let us know if you have another perspective or another perspective um yeah so lame <laughs> yeah we want to hear if you like agree with us or di disagree with us too like that all comes down to perspectives um we're super open to hearing everybody's point of view yeah make sure you're being a good friend and thanks for listening always Follow us at Herspective underscore podcast on instagram thanks guys don't forget to rate subscribe and uh 
Tune in next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.